What's up, armchair analyzing amigos? You're listening to the Psychology Channel, and today we have a different type of episode. We are here to talk about human nature. It's on and popping up in here, you feel? Wheels up in 30 minutes. You are my queen. I don't know what else I can say. That's the thing. You need to be called to be queen. She's crazy and she needs to go down. I'm unstoppable! Fuck! Son of a bitch. This is so boring! I think that we've had quite enough of you today. Go on. You got it, Joe. <laughs> So today we're going to do some drunk diagnosis. So we're going to get a little drunky drunk Mm -hmm. while we're recording, while we're talking about it. And we're going to be diagnosing one of TV's most loved, question mark, villains. Well, I I mean, I don't know if he's a villain, but like anti-hero. Anti-hero, yeah. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about Breaking Bad's Walter White, and we are Walter going to be White. diagnosing him to the best yes. of our abilities while being <laughs> intoxicated. So, <laughs> buckle in, boys. <laughs> yes. So And girls. We are all, and yeah, buckle in. And non-binary Every, folks. Everyone, buckle yes. in. Yes. So we are going to be diagnosing Walter White, or doing our best to diagnose Walter White, Tegwin is taking the helm on this one, and she has put together a pretty rad diagnosis for Walter White. Reminder, we are not clinically trained psychologists, so this is just all for good fun, for shits and gigs, you know? And also, if you are unfamiliar with the hit show Breaking Bad, one, I don't know how, but two... (laughs) (laughs) I will just um, read you a brief summary of what the show Breaking Bad is about. So, mild-mannered high school chemistry teacher Walter White thinks his life can't get much worse. His salary barely makes ends meet, a situation not likely to improve once his pregnant wife gives birth and their teenage son is battling cerebral palsy. But Walter is dumbstruck when he learns he has terminal cancer. Realizing that his illness will probably ruin his family financially, Walter makes a desperate bid to earn as much money as he can in the time he has left by turning an old RV into a meth lab on wheels. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, and that's Breaking Bad, and we are going to be diagnosing the infamous antihero that is Walter White. But before we get started, we are going to have to take a shot. Yay, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what are you drinking tonight, Eden? I am drinking Bombay Gin, because that is what we had in the house. I love that. And I am drinking some strawberry lemonade Svedka vodka because it's kind of a cool bottle and it's cheap. Yep. That do be the key. All right. You ready? All right. Bottoms up, baby. Bottoms up. (sighs) Did not like that. Not a fan. Oh, God. It's really like herbs and, and just pure pure rubbing alcohol i'm i hate that for you i'm sorry it's okay could have been worse could have been worse all right let's get into it tell me about walter white so starting out our boy walter white Mm -hmm. definitely has some sort of personality disorder 
<laughs> personality disorder unspecified. <laughs> exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. because our boy swaps between being Walt, our yeah. normal, down-to-earth high school chemistry teacher, mm-hmm. and Heisenberg, who's this bad bitch mother fucking meth lord wearing a fedora yeah wearing okay and i'm not a like fedora's whack but this man somehow brian cranston pulls it off he does kind of kill it so and as the show progressive heisenberg takes over more and more so i would say cap it kind of looks like we got a jekyll and hyde sitch going on here Mm. dr jekyll and mr hyde or dr white and Mr. Heisenberg? Question? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think he's a doctor, but you know what I mean. He's a chemistry teacher. Mr. Um, Mr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Mm -hmm. So that's that's exhibiting signs of a personality disorder. Our our boy also also exhibits lots of signs of having a god complex. Yeah, gotta agree with you there, bud. I mean, like, he, it's like everyone in the world is there to serve him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he makes all the decisions. Definitely makes all the decisions. And that kind of, I feel like his God complex kind of builds as, like you said, the persona of Heisenberg takes over him and his personality. The God complex kind of builds with that. Yeah, and like a lot of the stuff throughout the show, like he doesn't start out with a ton of like mental health issues mm-hmm. or disorders that we're diagnosing, yeah. but as yeah. the show progresses, he get they ex- like they present themselves a lot more and more. So, as we said in the synopsis, he is a uh, cancer patient, mm-hmm. cancer haver, someone <laughs> with. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should not be laughing, but the term "cancer haver" just really got me. Yeah, he has he has cancer. He has lung cancer, right? So it's like pretty bad. Yeah, that's a pretty brutal yeah. one. He like kind of victimizes himself, which is fair. Like, yeah, he is a victim of like a terrible disease, and he, he yeah, he has not. He can't do anything about it. Yeah. So he he feels like things are out of his control, which they are. Fair to enough. A certain, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, like he can't control his disease. Yeah, and and when that happens, a lot of people kind of just like turn into jerks. Mm-hmm. Not, not to be super like scientific or anything, but you kind of just yeah. turn into a jerk. But, no, actually, um, I I know this for a fact. Like I've known people personally who kind of turn into jerks when. When this sort of thing happens to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, you're like, well, the world is out to get me. I don't have any, I don't have any say in this. Like I've led a good life. I've tried to be healthy and bam, mm-hmm. I got hit with cancer. Like, I mean, fair enough. Like be mad at the world. Like that's, yeah. I think that's valid. Yeah. It's hard to blame. It's hard to blame someone. Yeah. And according to a psychology today article, <laughs> we love our psychology today here. Yeah, we do. The article is called Becoming Walter White. Um, Several recent studies have shown that being led to disbelieve in your ability to control your own fate, i.e. your free will, directly increases the chances that you will be aggressive, 
cheat and fail to help others, which are all things that we see Walt do more and more. That makes sense too, because like if you don't think that you have control over your own fate or free will anymore, it makes sense that, you know, I don't have control over this cancer that I have. So therefore, I also don't have control over when I decide to be a total fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. It's just like, like nothing. I can't control any of my actions anymore. Yeah. Damn. And according to the same Psychology Today article, well, Walter White feels like he has nothing left to lose and like people who have feel like that kind of lash out and do crazy shit and start meth labs on wheels, I guess. But um, (laughs) to quote the same Psychology Today article, the problem with thinking you have nothing left to lose is that you start to take risks you otherwise wouldn't. And this is sometimes called risk sensitivity, which basically says that it makes sense to take risks when you're likely to lose if you don't. Mm. So, I mean, he he is trying... The reason he starts making meth and being Heisenberg is yeah. to pay for his cancer treatment. He has a new baby his son has cerebral palsy he has a wife he has to take care of Mm -hmm. we all know the education system in america is crap so being a high school chemistry teacher is not gonna cut it you gotta gotta not making yeah he's not making as much money as he should exactly Mm -hmm. so he's gotta he's gotta risk it all to potentially get it all he's gotta risk it all to biscuit all (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) Like, my first thought was soup, like, bisque. Oh. <laughs> like, B-I-S-Q-U-E. <laughs> bisque? I don't know. If that does make sense, though. It's like, I mean, especially when your life is on the line and, like, Walter White, you know that you have a terminal illness. It's like, well, what do I have left to lose anymore besides trying to secure my family's financial future, which from what I know, that sort of gets in the way of the relationships that he has with his family, but you know. And another quote from that article, which is a pretty good article. We will link it in the description if you'd like to read it. Pretending to be bad is a gateway drug to the real thing. So it's like, if you're gonna act all bad and badass Mm -hmm. and like do all this stuff like eventually you're just gonna start doing it and it's like i don't know you hear that a lot with like mental illness i know there's like mm-hmm. people who jokingly like bash on themselves uh present <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also present. yes it's like they they ask they say don't do that because like you make jokes about yourself and eventually mm-hmm. you're just gonna start like hating yourself so it's yeah. like you kind of speak things into existence and that's the same yeah, as yeah yeah, you manifest it. Exactly. So by pretending to be bad, you're eventually going to become bad. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, that's kind of exactly what happens to Walter White because that's what happens. I mean, he's just a normal dude when the show starts. Like, he just teaches his high school class, seems like a little bit bored with his life, and then all this bullshit happens, and he does kind of have to, like, fake it till he makes it as far as the Heisenberg shit goes because we know that eventually he becomes a very feared and very renowned criminal, like, in within 
in other criminals and criminal networks, but that's not how it started. Like he really was just kind of pretending to be that for his own safety at first. Definitely. And then to add on to that, crime, like when you're doing bad stuff, it can be addictive. Like crime, even though it's not like a substance, it can be like, it can be addictive, as I just said. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, I imagine the adrenaline, uh, me being tipsy. Yeah. I imagine the adrenaline rush is kind of like no other when you are exactly committing a crime. Yeah. Because like you, you've lived your life so cut and dry, just like this normal, mm. I'm a, I'm a stand, stand up guy, quote unquote, I guess. I've lived by the book, by the rules. And you're like, oh, I'm making meth now. Like, Things are getting a little spicy up in here. Yeah. Like, yeah, the endorphins be be rushing. Yeah, and it's like you're like, yeah. well, I have cancer, so like, I got not a lot to lose if I get caught. Yeah, so might as well like risk it all to biscuit all. <laughs> Risk it all to biscuit all, baby. Also, um, that is a pretty good distraction from the fact that you are going to die. Which, it, it's sad because in Walter White's case, the things that he does eventually come between him and his family, which you would hope that with a terminal illness of that kind, that you would want to get closer to your family before you leave this earth. But in the case of Walter White, his distraction from his illness kind of severs him from his family too, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Where that personality disorder comes in, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Continuing getting into, I don't know how to say like, okay, I don't know how to say like what the doc, the so we're gonna go in next to talking about what is called the dark triad which is like a way to psychoanalyze villains Mm -hmm. which are like so the dark triad consists of three traits, which are psychopathy, Machiavellianism, and narcissism. Ooh, all not good. That's a pretty dark triad if I've ever seen one myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're ever if you're ever suffering from a little bit of psychopathy, Machiavellianism, and uh, narcissism, uh, go talk to your therapist, and maybe they'll tell you uh, that you are satisfying the dark triad uh, and you are a villain. Like a- <laughs> Like a like a drug ad. ad. Yeah, like a drug ad. The side effects may include killing people, (laughs) making meth, or getting rid of all of your family and hating everyone around you. So (laughs) talk to your doctor if you experience hating your family, manipulating those around you, and thinking that you are God. So yeah, we'll uh we'll give a little definition of what each of those three things is. Yes, so please. so we'll start with narcissism. So that's probably one that most people are familiar with, especially uh, those in the U.S. Woof, <laughs> <laughs> rip headphone users. Um, <laughs> so narcissism is just like an ex- excessive love of yourself, 
and like basically you've put yourself on a pedestal, you are more important than other people. We see that a lot in Walter White. I mean, when he when he hears the name Heisenberg mm. spoken out loud, mm-hmm. He just has this huge sense of power and this rush of like, oh yeah, he gets so erect whenever he hears that. (laughs) (laughs) I hated that. (laughs) But you know it's true. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So he's like very, very, and that ties in with the God complex, like thinking he has control over all of the people that he works with and that work for him. So that's like a mm-hmm. huge narcissist tendency. Yeah. And <laughs> sounds like my ex-boyfriend. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Let's just take a moment. Let's let's just pour one out. <laughs> let's just take a little drinky drink there for Eden's ex-boyfriend. Taking a drink for trauma. No. <laughs> for Eden. For Eden, not for her boyfriend. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, I yeah. I mean, I totally agree. You're right. Having the title of Heisenberg given to him definitely gives him power that he did not have before as a simple family man and high school chemistry teacher. And that's that's pretty wild, honestly. Do you have anything else to add about his narcissistic tendencies? Um, not much. I mean, I will admit it has been a while since I have watched Breaking Bad in its entirety, but he does, um, especially as the seasons progress and the more that Heisenberg, aka Walter White, gets into his nefarious criminal dealings, um, I think that the more people that he outsmarts, the more narcissistic he gets. I mean, every time he's able to outsmart the police or outsmart his brother-in-law, who is a member of the police force, outsmart his enemies in Giancarlo Esposito or any (laughs) other enemies, um, he gets more and like it just fuels the fire of his narcissism that's there. And it's it's interesting in Breaking Bad to see this... Um, Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting in Breaking Bad to see this very typical suburban white dad go from, yeah, exactly, (laughs) go from his his day-to-day life as a family man and as a teacher to just fueling the fire of his narcissism through the crimes that he's committing. Well put, well said. Thank you. You want to talk to us about his Machiavellianism? Because this man is definitely Machiavellian. Oh, for sure. So to give a definition on what Machiavellianism is, it's essentially manipulating others and lying to achieve your own goals and basically using people as pawns in your own game. So... That, that, that sounds like it ties into narcissism, which it does, for sure. Um, especially, like, using people as pawns. Like, that's, like, a god complexy thing. Like, yeah. that. imagine someone telling you, like, you're a pawn in my game. Mm-hmm. Like, I would feel so small. Well, depends who said it, but... <laughs> <laughs> depends on if who said it to me was hot or not. Exactly. Like, if they were hot, like, you know, fair enough. Like, whatever. I'll be your pawn. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think think that's completely fair to describe Walter White as Machiavellian. Because as far as I remember, his family doesn't even know what he's doing. 
until like the later seasons. So, I mean, it's not like he communicates this to, at the very least, his wife, you know, saying, hey, I'm I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be very, very soon, I'm gonna be gone. And I'm a chemist. So let me make some money for the family before I leave. You know, it's one thing if you communicate what you plan to do. Because who knows? I mean, maybe his wife would have been like, hell yeah, brother. Make us some money before you leave. That's that's great. I will help you. I will figure out some business to set up to make it look like this money's coming in legitimately, you know? Like, that's one thing. But just completely keeping it secret from your family is very manipulative. And the way he treats Jesse, too, is also yeah. so manipulative. He literally, he's like Jesse's puppet master throughout the show. And it's really so sad. It's because so they sad. have. They have, like, a relationship. They definitely I, have a bond. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, like, a good relationship. It, it's, like, weird because you're, like, yeah. And then sometimes you're, like, fuck. And then so yeah. So it's, it's just, like, a yeah. question mark. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's bad. Walter White it, it definitely gets better and better at manipulating those around him to get what he wants. Yeah. And I'm actually going to touch on what you said about communicating with his family, Mm-hmm. In the next part, Ooh, under psychopathy. Okay. Mm, okay. So the definition of psychopathy mm-hmm. is my, in my words, is basically: yeah. Do you have empathy? Mm-hmm. If not, congrats, you're a psycho. So True. if you have empathy for others, <laughs> if you have empathy for others, you're not a psychopath. And there's often a misconception between sociopath and psychopath, and I think we've talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. on the show before. But being a psychopath means you just have complete lack of empathy. And I think a sociopath is just like a slightly lesser degree of psychopathy. Yeah, I mean, there, there's... There's debate on that in the professional yeah. world. It will the definitions of both of those terms will continue to change in the coming years, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's also like how do you define well this guy has negative 25% empathy while this guy has <laughs> negative 27% empathy so he's a psychopath. Yeah. So it's 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 one of those like wishy-washy. That's the good th- yeah. yeah. That's the wonderful thing about social sciences is you can't really mm. put a fucking label on it because people are people and they're wild. Anyway, so so psychopathy is essentially do you have empathy? Can you empathize with others? Can you understand? And it's um it's on a scale, correct? Like there's a psychopathy yes. scale same as there's like an empathy scale. So you can take a test and see kind of where you land on the psychopathy scale. It's like anything else, you know. Right. Exactly. There's no like you are or you aren't. It's not black and white. Yeah. It's Yeah. Some, some people have a lot of empathy, some people don't have as much, but that's not, that doesn't mean that they're not empathetic at all. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very complicated. Bad. Yeah, very complicated. All right. So with Walter White, we kind of decided that he's like, he's not a psychopath. Yeah, I, I don't think that he can be. I mean, he definitely lacks empathy in some regards, but he 
does, in his own fucked up way, care about his family and eventually care about Jesse too, as well. Yeah, he's he's like he's doing all, his end goal for the the problems that he causes mm-hmm. is to help his family. Mm-hmm. So it's it's out of like compassion and love, but it yeah. just gets really really twisted mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah, if he was a psychopath, he would have left his family in the dust as soon as he started making money. Exactly. And coming back to what you said, you said it was very Machiavellian of him to not communicate with his wife Mm -hmm. about his plans. But I think that also ties back into his having empathy because he knows that his wife's sister is married to a member of the DEA, which... (laughs) That are, sucks. <laughs> which is wild because he literally makes meth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's really addressed in the show, but perhaps he's not wanting his wife to be like complicit. He doesn't tell her because he wants to protect her. Because if if she knew and she was aware and like she accidentally let it slip mm-hmm. to her she sister. Wants, he he may want her to genuinely have plausible deniability in the crime that he's committing. Um, Which I do believe that he does eventually tell her um, because there's all kinds of money coming in. And she's like, where are we getting all this cash money from, Walt? I got a bonus uh, in school. Yeah, a bonus in the public school, bitch, where? Tell me where that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Game so over he, immediately. He, he, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure he does eventually fess up to her. Like I said, it's been a while since I've watched the show, but I think he does eventually fess up. And I think that she even helps him create some sort of uh, front business that they can use to justify that money coming in. But she's not happy about it. That's for sure. But you know, maybe she would have been happier about it if he had been honest with her. Who knows? Fair <laughs> Who enough. Knows? I mean, I would pre- pretty upset spaghetti if my husband of X number of years <laughs> told me, hey, babe, uh, by the way, I'm making meth in an RV. Um, no the fuck you're not. I'm gonna blow up that RV. Like, no. No, 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 no. You're putting your family in immense danger because there are so many competitors for this. And I mean, the thing with Walter White, and I think it, it speaks to his God complex that you talked about, is that because he's a chemist, he makes that that blue meth, the good, good meth that's like so pure and that's what um kind of propels him to stardom in the in the drug world so i think that that definitely plays into his god complex the fact that he makes meth and then is like oh shit i'm good at this like i make pure ass meth like (laughs) no one good shit i make the blue shit no one's even heard of this before so i think that does really fuel the god complex that you talked about previously especially considering the fact that high school teachers don't get as much credit as they should yeah and i mean obviously there are as we've talked about on this show before there are shitty teachers of course Mm -hmm. but they're not all as bad as we remember them being. Mm-hmm. And I might be yeah. a little biased because I'm going to be a teacher. No, you know, it's it's fair. You have good teachers, you have bad teachers, and the really, really good teachers help counteract the really, really bad teachers. I think 
Yeah, in the case of Walter White, too, it's like, you know, he's a white man who is, I assume, majored in chemistry and has his degree. So I don't know that he ever really wanted to become a high school teacher. He maybe wanted originally to do some better and bigger things. So the fact that he figures out through the course of the show that he's really good at making fucking meth, um, I, I think it's... It all just contributes to a building god complex <laughs> that maybe was already there, but just pushed to the background a little bit. So what is your official diagnosis for Walter White, Dr. Tegwin John? Walter White has some sort of personality disorder. Personality he disorder. He does have a cod. <laughs> he has a codfish. Unspecified. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's a cod complex where he's a fish. Got um, that no, he cod has- complex. <laughs> he thinks he can breathe underwater and shit. <laughs> that's pretty cool if you ask me. <laughs> he has a god complex. Mm-hmm. And... He has narcissistic and Machiavellian tendencies, but I do Mm -hmm. not think that he ticks all the boxes of the Dark Triad, so I would not say he is a master villain, as we Mm. may see on future Mm -hmm. episodes of this show. Mm. Tune in later to find out. And from some characters that are quite unsuspecting. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Definitely. So that is our diagnosis of Walter White done while we are a little bit tipsy and definitely not qualified to do this, but that's okay. It's all good and fun. So that's what we got for this episode. Tune in next time to see what other characters we diagnose. Um, And in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Psych Channel Pod. Send us a Gmail at psychchannelpod at gmail.com. Maybe give us some character suggestions. Let us know what characters you want to see diagnosed. Also, don't forget to follow us on your preferred podcast platform, whether that's Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts. And please, please leave us some good reviews if you're enjoying us on Apple Podcasts. And please, please, please send us your dreams. Uh, We would love to hear them so that we can analyze those and maybe diagnose you. I'm just kidding. We're not going to diagnose you because (laughs) they're dreams, but we're going to (laughs) psychoanalyze your dreams. And thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed this new segment and we will be continuing even if you didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Next time. On the psychology channel. <laughs> she should have used the Diva Cup. I should not be your everything after a month. Not even two months, not even three months. I don't have any chicken nuggets in front of me right now, and it's not conducive to my healing. These are good. Dicey and spicy. He's a tampon gremlin. Uh, shit. <laughs>